We here are all such innovative people. So I am telling you, if you want to change the world, you're at Georgia Tech. You can do that. If you want to build the Iron Man suit, you're at Georgia Tech. You can do that. If you want to play theme music during your convocation speech like a badass, we're at Georgia Tech. We can do that. I am doing that. And we are doing this. This is the podcast known as What's the Good Word. It is a podcast about Georgia Tech athletics by Georgia Tech alum and fans for Georgia Tech alum and fans. My name is Steven. I am the alum. His name is Joshua. He is the fan. Joshua, what's the good word? Hell with Georgia, always and forever, Stephen. Amen. Now let's sing a hymn and get out of here. No, actually, we've got some business to discuss. Welcome to the fall break edition, also known as the football bye week edition of What's the Good Word? We uh, thank you for being here. We thank you for listening to us. We are going to flip the script a little bit. We are going to start by talking about football. Football is in a bye week, but Joshua, I believe you have a little recruiting news. We're going to look ahead to the second half of the season, do a little preview of Boston College, continue the conversation we did from last week, and we're going to do that at the beginning. If you want to hang on for the second half of the show, we've got a lot of news items. Joshua, do you remember on your fall break or your your break from school, do you remember ever going through your backpack and kind of pulling stuff out and go, oh, I forgot about that. Oh, I, I do have a pencil box. Oh, what's this sharpener doing in no, here? No, because I was very organized, Stephen. <laughs> uh, everything was always in a specific spot. Yes, that's true. So, so get like me. Yeah, well, I, I being the alum, I was not the most engineering mind when I first went there. So I, I was the oh wait, I, here's a here's a thing in notebook paper I didn't know I had. We've got a lot of news items. We're going to talk about cross country. We're going to talk about basketball. We're going to talk about swimming and diving. We're going to talk about golf. We're going to talk about volleyball. So we're going to talk about a lot of the rest of the fall sports. And if there's any that we haven't really talked about before this time. We apologize. We're going to talk about it during this ode to fall break and make sure we cover as many of the sports as possible. So I believe it's time to get into football. It is indeed. Well, I'm going to hit you with the recruiting stuff first to get it out of the way. Not to get it out of the way because this is breaking news. This is breaking news. This was announced a couple minutes ago. I got it from the World of Georgia Tech Instagram account, but it was on this kid's Twitter. Cedric Franklin, who three days ago decommitted from the University of Virginia, is now another member of the Georgia Tech 2024 football recruiting class. He is a six foot one, 180-pound safety out of Cal High School in Marietta, Georgia. So he's a local kid. According to the 24-7 composite ranking, he is number 1,272 in the overall ranking. Um, 126 wow. at safety. He, he jumped ahead of that 2,173rd recruit. He's, he's a baller. He's a baller. Um, but obviously he had offers from Virginia. He also had offers from various other um, pretty high-level schools, uh, Boston College. Oh, we're playing them. We are playing them. We'll talk about them in a second. Coastal Carolina, uh, James Madison, which is a very good program, Missouri, Memphis, Toledo, West Virginia. So there was some Power 5 interest. There was also some high mid-major interest. Looks like a kid that's kind of on the precipice. He will be coming to the flats. Um, there's also some slight updates to talk about. 24-7 updated its its rankings. Um, decided some players just were have gotten better in their senior year and deserve to get bounced up. And a couple of them are pretty big for the Georgia Tech class. So, for example, Trajan Greco, who is a cornerback out of Mill Creek, 
Um, you might have seen him on ESPN. They were playing Buford um, over the weekend. Yes. Trajan Greco had a quite a game, and this was after 24-7 up, updated him to the number 214 overall player in this class nationally. He is 17th at corner. So he has gotten some helium. Luke Harpring has also gotten some helium. He is now ranked at 223. Originally, he was much lower in the ranking. So Harpering has balled out this season, to say the least. So our recruits are actually getting better before they even get here. Yeah, they're they're getting so they're part of it is also just like more attention being paid to them sure. because a lot of work is done on the class that is coming in. Absolutely. So a lot of it's just they're paying more attention to Greco and like, oh wow, this 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 kid can ball. But on top of that, uh, they've also Harpering specifically. You talked about I want to gain some weight and I really want to focus only on football. So that's clearly helping. So that is the recruiting news. Well done. All right. So, Joshua, it is the bye week for the football team. It was. We are – yes, that's right. We're coming off the bye week. We're heading into playing Boston College. Why don't we start with a preview of the Boston College game? Uh, This is your purview. Mm -hmm. This is where I get out of your way and let you be the professional sportscaster and give us your best professional sportscaster voice and get us prepared for the 12 noon showdown of the Georgia Tech Yellow Jackets versus the Boston College Eagles here at uh, at home. We are playing at home, yes. starting a home we'll stack. in Bobby Dodd, yeah. Hyundai. Hyundai Field at Bobby Dodd Stadium. Yes, absolutely. Um, Boston College is not necessarily a pushover this year like they normally are. They are 3-3 three and three so far on the season. Uh, but when you look at the schedule, there's some there's some interesting losses and some interesting wins. So their wins are against Holy Cross, but they only won by three. Uh, they also beat Virginia by three and Army by three. So they haven't necessarily beaten the greatest competition, and they're not exactly blowing them out. But at the same time, they only lost to Florida State by two. Um, no, it was at home, but still, uh, they also got blown out by Louisville, and they lost to Northern Illinois. Tech, ah! tech fans will remember Northern <laughs> Illinois. Um, oh, I almost feel sorry for them. So we, we have something in that. common. We've yes. both been touched uh, by the Northern uh, Illinois Huskies. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, statistic wise, they their defense gives up about thirty one points a game. They score about twenty seven. Their point differential is a solid like negative thirty. But a lot of that is because they got destroyed by Louisville. Everything right. else that they've played has been a three point game. So they don't ever really get blown out, but they also don't really beat anybody so they are a it here is the realistic they're opinion. hilariously mediocre well the the realistic opinion is we have no idea what's going to happen what boston college team is going to show up the one that played florida state tight or the one that got blown out by louisville but on the other side of that coin we don't know what georgia tech team is going to show up so this is two teams trying to find themselves two teams trying to start the road of building a program, and this is a great game to see where you're at. Yes. You better not – clearly, I hope we've learned the lesson, and I don't think Brent will let the team fall into the trap again of believing their own hype and going, hey, we're awesome. No, it's it's now – After the Miami game, they they showed – it was – they did good in the, the thirty last 34 seconds, but other than that, there well, were a lot put, of missed opportunities. Well, again, the they field. put themselves in the position, and so this could be a very hard-fought game of two, three, and three teams. Potentially. So Boston College is very much a one-man show, okay, especially on offense. Thomas Castellanos, which if you're a Braves fan, that last name petrifies you right now. <laughs> um, but Thomas Castellanos, their starting quarterback, is 
both their quarterback and he's also their leading rusher. Um, he's got almost double the amount of attempts as the next guy, Kai Robichaux. So he's thrown for 1,100 yards, 10 touchdowns, five interceptions. He's also run for seven touchdowns and 500 yards. So definitely going to have to stop him. On the receiving side, their main receiver is Lewis Bond, who has not – I mean, he has five receiving touchdowns, but it's not exactly the most um, show-stopping numbers. He's got 356 yards on 24 catches. Ryan O'Keefe also has a lot of catches, but significantly less yards. Defensively, not exactly a ton of pass rushers to look out for. The leading um, leading rusher has two sacks, and there's three of them. They also have one interception on the year. So this is a team that doesn't necessarily create turnovers. Now, they have recovered five fumbles, five fumbles, but, um, you know, fumbles are kind of fickle, right? How right. much of it was the dude dropped it and how much of it was you made a good play. Right. Either way, um, only one turnover. Secondary might be an issue. Who really, you know, they, they, their, their main DB, Elijah Jones, does have four passes defended. Other than that, there's one guy with two and then three with one. So the secondary doesn't make a ton of plays. Right. Is the key takeaway that I'm seeing here. Both of these teams are coming off their bye week. Okay. Boston College, their last game against Army. And so both of these teams are coming off the bye week. So thank you for that insight into Boston College. Now let me ask you, professional sportscaster, Georgia Tech fan. Yes. What do you want to see out of your team this week? Don't. And of course we want to see a win. What do you want to see? What What do you want to see this team do this week? Either that you haven't seen or you know is there, but you want to draw it out of them. I want to see the defense come back. I want I want to see that. I want to see that defense come back after the bye week because the defense that I saw against Miami was vastly different than the defense I've seen all year. The defense against Miami was making plays. They they forced turnovers, which is what made them so good at the end of the year last year. Mm-hmm. Was they were that's how we beat UNC, similar right. to how we beat Miami. It was just we kept turning them over, and eventually the offense almost accidented itself and just putting some points on the board and keeping the game close. Accidented? That's accidented a, itself. He made a new word. I, I do what I can. So I want to see the defense show back up and show out again because I, the game against Miami was the first time this year I've been like, yeah, that's the defense I saw last right. year. That's that's what I want to see, and uh, we haven't seen a ton of it this year. But ideally, against an offense like Boston College, you've got a you, chance. You can put two back, two games back to back. So I promise we didn't do this pre-show in our meeting, but I'm glad you said that because what I want to see is I want to see the offense come back. Mm-hmm. I want to see the offense more from the beginning of the year. I want to see our running back up by committee, and I want to see us actually block people, and I want to see you know Haynes King made a great ending to the Miami game, but I want to see him spread the ball around like he did the first few games. I want to see our receivers get open. I want to see our blockers block. I want to see us find some gaps and and run through them. And I want to see Brent Key show that he is learning how to be a better head coach by adjusting his offense and not just running the same plays. It's time to expand the playbook a little bit. It's time to figure out what's working and, and let's, score a lot of points and uh, if the defense can show up again and show that they're getting better there's a very good chance for us to put ourselves in a position to not need last second heroics yeah that'd be nice yeah and be nice if it was a comfortable victory it well at this point we'll take any victory we can get i'm saying it'd be nice i'm not saying demand it i'm saying it'd be nice let's control the game right we would like to see a controlled game and go there's my team uh, so I would like to. The offense definitely did not 
play the way that we've seen them play again, like against Miami. It was a kind of out of character from what we've seen in the yeah. games before. Yeah. So I would like to see them kind of reinstitute, but I have faith because there were still flashes. I right. just think Miami's defense is loaded with athletes. Yeah, it's a good defense. There's there's high quality players. Yeah, absolutely. So ideally, against a team like Boston College, where it looks like pass rush isn't anything to write home about, the secondary doesn't really make plays. Hopefully, against a team like that, you can you can come out and put put a nice thirty burger or forty burger on them. Listen, you've got six more games, right? So I. We don't we don't do the win this game win this game lose this game lose this game. I think we're being projected to go bowling. So well, I, I maintain th- that. I think the way I look at this schedule, the we're playing Boston College in Virginia. Those are two games that you head into going. Hey, we got a good shot. These are teams that if we play well, we should be in it and a chance to win. Mm-hmm. You play uh, you play Clemson and Syracuse. Two teams that if they play their best, we're gonna have to play our best, and you know, see, be a prayer. Yeah. yeah, it's almost like the next tier up. And then you've got North Carolina and Georgia. Yeah. I think those are the three tiers of teams that we're playing. Yeah. Can this team continue to be in almost every game, in almost every game, mm-hmm. and give themselves a chance to win some of these games? We shall see, and that's why we're going to play, and it's going to be fun to watch. We kind of talked about where the team is at. They're 3-3 three and three at this point. We kind of gave our first-half scorecard. Uh, anything you want to add to that that maybe we didn't say before? I, it's a process, and you have to build to it. So they're 3-3. Three and three. If anything, that's a success, considering how much roster turnover there was. And... I mean, look at Jeff Halfley at Boston College when he went in there last year, two years ago. They were three and nine. They've had back-to-back bad, like three and nine seasons. It takes a while. Even Deion Sanders, the most heralded, oh, we should have gotten head him, coach hire yeah. that we've seen in a while. The most, the biggest press tour we've seen a head coach go on. They just blew a twenty-nine point lead to Stanford of all teams. Well, I'm sure that wasn't Deion's fault. Uh, he, it, I'm sure some of it was, but some of it was you got to execute out there. Right. I mean, wide right. receiver you've never heard of scoring three touchdowns. But it just that proves that even though Dion got the higher ranked guys, the guys that were a little bit more well known by the national media and were known by the casual fan more, still in the exact same spot as Georgia Tech right now. And yeah. it's more impressive for him because Colorado was one and eleven. Right. But the fact of the matter is they're both in similar situations. You've got a good level of talent, but you've got to put it all together. Right. So Rome wasn't built in a day. So if you are going to overreact to if, if Georgia Tech comes out flat against Boston College or they don't beat Syracuse, you're going to come out and well, Brent Key wasn't the right hire. I, I don't know what to tell you. You're being, you're being a very unintelligent individual. Well, to quote, uh, to quote uh, my youngest son's favorite professional wrestler, if you don't see that Brent Key is making progress, if you don't see that this process has at least started and given you some hope. That's what I said at the beginning of the season. Just give us some hope. There is hope. If you can't see the hope, then you, my friend, dummy, are a yeah. dummy. Yeah. And that is not an insult. That is just a fact of life. So that shout out to Elijah. And if you don't know L.A. Knight then, or Eli Drake, then you need to YouTube it. Get some culture. Yeah. Go look it up. Yeah, get, get, get outside of Georgia Tech Athletics a little bit in your life. But we're thankful that you're at this part of uh, your life and, and listening to us. So thank you for the little silly joke. All right, time to move on to the second half of the show. Time to 
go down the checklist and get some information out of the way. So first and foremost, I want to talk about cross country because the people running in circles, well, not circles, no, no, people running over grass, people running five Ks and the Georgia Tech cross country has had a couple of meets that we haven't talked about lately. I do want to mention that at the end of September, they did the Paul Short Run at Lehigh, and at that event, the women placed 6th and the men placed 11th. And then just recently, here in October, they did the Arturo Barrios Invitational at Texas A&M. The men placed 7th and the women placed 12th. They almost reversed uh, each other. They have a, The ACC championships are here at the end of October. They're going to take place in Tallahassee. And then the South Region championships are in Florida and the NCAA championships are in Charlottesville, Virginia. So we will have to see how they do, and we will have to see how the the cross-country team does. But I did want to give them a shout-out and give you a little update on how they're doing. Joshua, what news do you have? I'm, I'm, I'm bringing you golf news to start Love off. Love it. For the 12th-ranked Jackets, we're participating in the Golf Club of Georgia Collegiate Invitational. We're the Yellow Jackets. This was over last weekend. The Yellow Jackets finished as the runner-up due in no small part to the play of one and only, the incomparable, the magnificent Christo Lambert, who fired a seven under par on Sunday, which gave Georgia Tech a nine under par round. Quite the quite the finish there yeah. from, from Christo. So um, unfortunately, so they started in third place, six shots back from East Tennessee State. Um, but unfortunately, it looks like Virginia. I'm sorry. I'm just making sure I get everything By right. By the way, when you do, as you move on to your professional sports casting career, try to it. eliminate the um, boom. Psh, psh, yeah. psh. So Virginia, who Georgia Tech was paired with, put together a tournament record round of 19 strokes under par to go from fourth place to win the title. Holy cow. So Georgia Tech played well. Virginia played, played better. better. Yeah. Um, so four Yellow Jackets did finish in the top 20 on the individual level. We're going to get you those names very quickly once I scroll all the way down. I wonder Obviously, if, if Christo Lampert was It was definitely Christo. I believe Christo was 100% there. Um, Hiroshi dude, Tai? Well, that, um, also senior Aiden Kramer way had go, a Kramer. career best tie for ninth place. So he played very well. Kramer! Uh, well Lampert was in a tie for 14th place individually, so he mm. wasn't even the best. He just had the best last round. Mm. But first couple ones, obviously not great. Uh, Bartley Forrester yeah, yeah. Was, had put up a 71 on Sunday, and Hiroshi Tai had an even 72. So Tai, tai was 14th, tied with um, Christo. Yep. And then Forrester was tied for 18th at 3 under. Okay. Um, the B group finished last for the team, which is unfortunate. Well, they got nowhere to go but up in um, the spring season. But Sunday they were 3 under, so yeah. they finished on a high note. Finished well. Uh, that team consisted of a freshman Carson Kim, Sophomore Bradley Rackley and senior Andy Mayo, who was also the team's the group's highest finisher at twenty fifth. Okay, so we'll we'll see how it goes. Right, the team well, is showing and, signs of promise. Well, and golf has two seasons. The fall season is is kind of the preseason in a way. It matters, but yes, the spring well. is when they do the the main part of their season. Absolutely. So, so their next time good. they will be in action is at the end of October, October thirtieth. They will be in the Cypress Point. Uh, classic over in Pebble Beach, California. Nice. Yeah, playing in a high-level thing. So be on the lookout for them. That will be Monday, October 30th. All right. They will also be competing that same day in the East Lake Cup, 
round one. So I'm assuming we'll be sending various different people to various different yeah, locations. Right. I'm just telling you what's on the website. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Thanks to ramblingrec.com, uh, where most of these stories are coming from. Joshua, it's time to talk swimming and diving. Oh, I know. Never thought we'd say that on the show. Well, you know, one of the reasons why we're saying it is because a freshman diver, Max Fowler, earned ACC Men's Diver of the Week. The reason he earned Men's Diver of the Week is because there were two meets. There was a meet versus Georgia. Unfortunately, the team lost to UGA. Dead damn it. To hell with Georgia. But Mr. Fowler finished first in the men's one-meter dive and on the three-meter dive, and he secured a first-place finish overall, I believe. So individually, he finished first on the men's side. At least on those two events, he placed first as well. When it came to their next meet, they went up against Emory, and they absolutely destroyed uh, Emory. The team at the meet, let's see, where was the little quote? Tech destroyed Emory with a total score of 404.5 points to Emory's 192.5 through 32 events. So the overall team destroyed Emory. Well done. And Max Fowler earned ACC Men's Diver of the Week. Keep up the good job, Mr. Fowler. I believe you have basketball news. I do. Well, um, we're in the preseason. We're doing the, the training camps. So that's where the media tours start. So I believe you had said that the Lady Jackets yes. had a media media day. Yes, the, there is video on ramblingrec.com where you can see the Women's Basketball Media Day, annual media day. That happened on the 13th of October. So go check out ramblingrec.com, check out that video and see their media day. Absolutely. Well, uh, we also had Miles Kelly making a bit of a press tour. He was on uh, Jackets Online TV with Andy, Andy Demetra, correct? Andy Demetra, Demetra, I believe is how he pronounces it. Andy, Andy, the voice of the Jackets. Hey, you know what, Andy? Get on our show and tell yeah, us how to yeah, say your yeah. name correctly because we're, you know, uh, English was not my strong suit at Tech. Yes. So, uh, Miles Kelly as the star returning player and according to Fansided or whichever website I was on, Busting Brackets, I believe was the one. Okay. They ranked Miles Kelly as a top 25 player in the ACC, which... If you ask me, he was a little underranked because he's going to have a much better cast around him this year. But either way. Um, and then there's also an article over on 24-7 Sports written by the incomparable Rod McKenzie, who does great work over there. He covers everything. Uh, they were talking to David Stoudemire about transitioning to Tech, kind of what he's been trying to do, trying to leave his mark on the roster and how there's nine new players. He specifically mentioned how excited he was for Kelly. He said, and I quote, I think he can play at an All-American level. So high praise wow. from a former NBA point guard. He also said that freshman Baye Ndongo has caught his eye, nice. which is impressive. Nice. He was one of the late additions. Yeah, he was. Kind of the the, the box. Um, he also said Amari Abram singled him out, said it looks like he's going to be a really good player. And Lance Terry's been getting a little talk, um, both from Damon and an article was written about him transitioning. Uh, Lance is obviously the heady veteran that's gonna I, hold everybody together. I am I am really intrigued with with Lance, Miles, Debo, and and Sturdivant. Those four kind of being the pillars and the bridge and and especially but Lance. I mean I, I think Lance has the potential to kind of be that that you know leader on the court yeah. and and the glue, if you if you will. Absolutely. So I'm I'm very intrigued. 
uh, I'm, I interrupted you. Anything no, else you wanted to not say? Not much. I mean, that was kind of the end of it. He had mentioned specifically that the other two returning guys, Debo and, and Sturdivant, have been playing well. Yeah. What you expect from Sturdivant, you hope from, from Debo. I mean, Kyle's just kind of – he won't embarrass you, right? So. Well, he, he you know, he, he – he does his, he does He's a job. good soldier. A I mean, Sturdivant guy. is a good soldier. So, I, I like him. Something but. to look forward to. We'll be talking a little bit more about the basketball team as it starts to show well, up. Well, there's one other thing I want to I want to mention. And you said there's some videos out there. If you go check out pre they they launched some stuff about the gallery of preseason mm-hmm. practices or stuff on X, which by the Formerly way, known as Twitter. They, <laughs> it's all I love how the media every article, always says that. Every article we know X is with Twitter. You don't have to tell us. Uh, I would like to shout out, and RamblinRec.com has this. I want to let everybody know, if you're as intrigued as I am by this basketball team, and I am not getting paid for this, Ramblin Rec is not does not sponsor this show. Ramblin' Rec sponsor us. Yeah, we'd love that, but uh, anybody. Actually, you know what? We're not for sale. We're not for sale, but we will take money and tell you that we take money. But RamblinRec.com had a wonderful little uh, – little article about six and nine game packages. Of course, they're selling season tickets to basketball, but they are offering nine game packs. If you include the Duke game, which is the ACC opener, I believe. Yikes. Yeah, if you want to watch that. Game. Nine game packs start at just $142. Now, it depending on your location of the seat, it might be more than that. But nine games for $142, and that includes Duke. If you don't include Duke, you can pick a nine-game pack that starts at $99. That's 10 bucks a ticket. I t- might do that. I'll ask off for some days of work. Yeah. And, that's, and basically, the nine-game packs, they let you pick any games. Any games. Wow. They also wow. offer a six-game mini pack that starts that begins at just $109. And with the six-game pack, you, have, you can choose, you, you choose two from the Tier 1, which is Virginia, Syracuse, Florida State. You, can pick two, you have to pick two from Tier 2 which is either Georgia Southern, Mississippi State, Boston College, Notre Dame, Pitt, Wake Forest, Clemson, and you have to pick one game from Tier 3, which is Howard and Alabama A&M. It's so one of the games got, that we're supposed to win. Yeah, you got to get one at the beginning of the season, and then you you pick uh, other six, and you can't pick Duke. With right, the well, I'm not going to be one of those fans that's like, if you don't spend money, you don't deserve to have an opinion, because I think that's the worst appeal to authority in right. the history of appeal to authorities. But I do think it says something that they're – I mean, it's a great deal – so if you are a fan and you really want to go watch these guys live, that I don't see why you wouldn't drop that kind of money on it. I, I think and and listen, when Josh first came to the campus, they did some things and they tried to bring crowds and they did. They and of course, the one thing that'll bring the crowds in is winning, of course. No. But Tech is the Marlins would would tell you otherwise. Well, but. the the Tech will tell you that they're they've listened to fans, I think, and are saying, look, we're going to at least take away the excuse of price. Yeah. So if you will do a six or a nine game pack, they will work with you to make it as reasonable as possible. And there's only so much you can charge when the team was so awful if, last year. If you're looking at fifteen dollars per game for a you know fifteen dollar under fifteen dollars per ticket, or I guess it's a little more than fifteen. Sorry, my math is off a little this tonight, but one hundred forty two dollars, which includes Duke and eight other games, and then you go up from there. That's a very reasonable package. Yeah. By the way, the nine game pack, the the ticket flexibility. When you buy these packs, you will also be allowed to resell them on SeatGeek if you can't use them. That's a great deal. Yeah, you can even make your money back. I, you know, listen, return on investment. That's not absolutely a ROI. Yeah, magic exactly. word. I like it. All right. So, last but not least, certainly not least, we do want to give a shout out 
and we do unfortunately have the best to give athletic program some, on campus. That's right. The volleyball program right now. And, and it is good news, bad news, unfortunately, for the volleyball team because they went one and one this last week at home. They had a three two stunning win on Friday against uh, Wake Forest. And they, uh, oh, sorry, I apologize, not against Wake Forest. It was a 3 2 win against Florida State. Uh, on Friday the 13th, and they beat the beat the Seminoles. And then, doggone it, they had a letdown on Sunday. I, I think Miami might have been looking for revenge. The Miami, yeah, I think there was something in there. The Miami volleyball team came in and swept the, the Lady Jackets on their home turf and, uh, at O'Keefe. It, it Arguably their toughest loss. The Georgia loss hurt as well. It happens. Uh, it is their third loss of the season. It is. It 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 does happen. Hopefully it's the only hiccup they have. Hopefully it's a little bit of a wake up call. They do stand fifteen and three overall. They're six and two in the conference. They're four and two at home. They're eight and one away from home and three and zero on neutral court. Something to be year. said about that. That's, I mean, that's they, impressive. They're fantastic, Road right? Warriors. And and this is a team that arguably at the beginning of the season I was one of the people going, hey, they lost. Some of their best hitters, they were they were turning over their lineup. So to be standing at that point, uh, they they now are they they did drop to number thirteen. They this week they are playing Duke at home. They so so this is their four game homestand, uh, four match homestand. So this weekend it's Duke North Carolina. They play Duke on Friday seven o'clock. They play North Carolina Sunday one o'clock. Neither Duke nor North Carolina are ranked. But they're a, the ACC is a tough conference. Yes, and they that is they are now they've dropped their second. And we've conference seen game. with we've seen with the two games that we've lost in conference. You've got to got to show up to every game, right? Correct. Now the season will go for about another month. They've got uh, they've got home matches against Syracuse. They've got a home match against Pitt coming up. Uh, they've got a home match against Notre Dame against Louisville. Uh, and then then the two I just talked about. Do so yourself a favor. Go look at the schedule. Figure out if you're free on one of those days and go watch. Go watch some volleyball. It's quite a sport to watch. A uh, a friend of show whose son is at Tech at, might have uh, told me that he was going to uh, one of. I believe he went to the Friday match. Said it was. I, I mean, it's it's great. He he knows they know one of the players and uh, they. It's just it's a great environment. If you haven't been, you need to go. And it's a reasonable ticket. And we encourage you to go. Joshua, we uh, we've gotten through the the my messy book bag apparently because yours is always organized or at least it was when you used to be a student. Uh, is there anything we missed? Is there anything we need to do to wrap up? Well, we didn't do our tradition of acknowledging the one and only tribal chief. You know how the I, greatest do, do you know, wrestler in the modern era. Do you know how I feel with the with the fact that I did not acknowledge? I think that you, sir, are a dummy. Dummy, yeah. Yeah. And actually, because you didn't bring it up earlier in the show, sir, I think oh. you are a dummy. Dummy, yeah. Yeah. No. Okay, well, we will acknowledge at the end of the show our tribal chief, Roman Reigns, Joseph Enoi. Yeah, that's right. Former Georgia Tech defensive tackle, still world champion, still the undisputed WWE Universal Galactic 711 24-7 I-95. I'm getting into R-Truth territory. <laughs> Still the world champion of WWE. He's back on television. He is he, he's dealing with some internal problems in the bloodline again. Face to face with Cody Rhodes. Do, do you think any of our dozens no idea. and dozens of fans are going, why do you keep bringing up wrestling well, if, stuff? If they want to learn and be in on the joke, 
they should tune in because right. it's the greatest form of entertainment that our world has it ever is. seen. It's fantastic. It's yeah. And uh, there's also one other piece of news. I can't believe we saved this till the end of the show. Oh, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. If you guys remember, we had a wonderful guest Pro on Jack our show. Sea oh. uh, Dog. That's true. Uh, was was on our show, and we had a great conversation yes. with him a couple weeks back. And Sea Dog, as the young people say, is offering a collab. We're doing a home and home. Yeah. With the one and only Sea Dog. So this is going out Wednesday morning, this yes. episode. Wednesday night at 7 o'clock Eastern Time on his YouTube channel. We will be doing a show. I do not know if it will be live yet or not. I believe it will be. And even if you way, miss it live, there will be a way be to uploaded. watch it So afterward. go on YouTube right now. Type in Sea Dog. That's C-D-O-G-G. Like Snoop Dogg. Right. Go ahead and subscribe because he puts out great content anyway. He does. But we're going to be there. So tune in for us. Stay for the rest of Sea Dogg's content because he posts a lot more than we do. He does. He he posts a lot and he does live streams during games. He is uh, he, he's a little more reactionary as a fan, but I, I like his take. It, same thing with me. I think Desmond Ernst should be benched. Yes. We, we all have our moments. Yes. We all have our moments. <laughs> All right. Thank you guys for listening. If you want to be a part of this show, we certainly encourage you to email us at joshuajulian26 at outlook.com. You can also, you know, comment on whatever podcasting platform you're on. If you want to become a friend to show and get to know us, we, uh, we certainly don't hide our cell numbers and other emails. If you want to uh, talk to us and, and give us your opinion. We we like to shout out the friends of our show. We want to thank you for listening. We want to thank you for telling other people about our show because we are growing this this uh, wonderful little podcast, this little labor of love. Because if if without this labor of love, we'd all be stuck in the desert wasteland of where many are called but few are chosen to uh, follow a team with class and academic superiority and. No pretension whatsoever because... Of course not. Uh, that whole speech is un- no pretension. Uh, unfortunately, we don't win enough to be pretentious at times. We have our roller coaster rides of being at the top of the mountain. I've, I've, we'll always I've, have volleyball. I've, yeah, that's right. I've uh, wined and dined with kings and queens, and I've slept in alleys on pork and beans. That, right. That's what it means to be a tech fan. Anyway, so we're coming out of the hard times, and we're going to go... All right, I'm rambling at this point. Speaking of rambling, I'm a rambling wreck from Georgia Tech and a hell of an engineer. And Joshua has one last question that he wants to ask all you loyal listeners of this show. What's the good word? 